0: gentlemen, welcome to the Blind Tag Podcast. I am your host, Kyle Nash. Today is going to be a great day-ish, maybe, I don't know. Will it into existence, damn it. Or as someone once told me, knock on glass or it's your ass. I mean, you know, I don't know, but it is what it is. So. This is the uh, first of my... I can't access my Anchor account because I forgot the password, and that password didn't transfer over when I got a new phone series. Um, So I'm going to try to make this as um, non-time-sensitive content as possible. Um, This is being recorded prior to the WWE Hell in a Cell pay-per-view. In fact, the night where one of the premier matches of that pay-per-view got shifted to SmackDown for reasons. That's all I know. Which really is a good segue into the episode I want to do today and that episode is why on God's green earth are half of the pay-per-views based on a gimmick match you have elimination chamber money in the bank hell in a cell TLC and really if you think about it extreme rules So, here is what we're going to do on this episode of Sports, not Sports, the Blind Tag Podcast. I am going to rebook the entire WWE pay-per-view calendar from January to December. I'm going to go ahead and tell you guys now, the five pay-per-views I mentioned are not on it. I will be bringing back some old pay-per-view names. Some of you, some names, if you're only a WWE fan, you might not remember these names. If you started watching wrestling from 2005 on, you don't know these names. Which is good. Because it brings the nostalgia factor into everything. But I'm gonna rebook it. How I feel the calendar should go. There is only going to be 12 pay-per-views. Now, I know what you're I know what you're saying, but why only 12? It's because at its peak, that's how many we had during the attitude era, one a month. You had the you know, this is before they had the um, the tours of England, and they would do an episode from of Raw from England. They would do UK exclusive pay per views. We're going to keep that, but instead, it will be because of the Saudi Arabia contracts Now, the Saudi Arabia shows are divisive because some of the talent refused to go. A portion of the talent, i.e. the women, can't go. Because, you know, it's Saudi Arabia. And that um, they have a long and storied history of, you know, treating women like property. That still goes on to this day. So, no... Not going to, not going to do, but we have to do them because WWE has a contract. So, and you also got to remember that one of the, I think one of the Saudi princes for the first Saudi show wanted Yokozuna, who's been dead since 1999. Somebody didn't inform him that he's been dead since 1999. And this was 2018. Yeah, yeah, that was that, that, that's that's kind of a oopsie type of thing. So here's what we do to fix that: the WWE is enthralled in all these throwbacks episodes. Okay? You make, and the Saudi princes want the legends. That's why it seems like Goldberg wins titles in Saudi Arabia, and uh, your uh, headline match is DX Reunited when Sean should have stayed retired. So what you do is you make this a legend show. Both of them. allow the legends to get that Saudi money so they can pay for their medical expenses because heaven knows WWE doesn't take care of them as soon as they're done so this is a way to pay them back if any people from the main roster want to go great if anyone from the main roster doesn't want to go, they're not penalized and no storyline progression on Raw or Smackdown they can be hyped up in Saudi all day one for whatever but on Raw and Smackdown you'll you'll get the commercials Uh, the uh, announcers might occasionally go don't forget this Friday, uh, this Thursday we have um, Blood Money Crown Jewel, um, and then that's it. Now you have one in April, and you have one or March. I, I would I would I'd put it before WrestleMania. So have one in early March or February. Have the other one in uh, October. And to balance it out, you have another show you treat these shows like WWE treated ECW One Night Stand 2005 you have commercials um, they're uh, vaguely referenced by commentators they're outside of the canon that is the WWE storylines so to balance this you have Evolution which I would put in July Once again, outside of Canyon, you can have titles defended and if a title change happens, then you do what happens, what they used to do in the good old days of WWE. Like, you'd be watching wrong, go, oh my god, this past Sunday in Little Rock, Arkansas, the Smoking Guns defeated the Godwins to win the WWF Tag Team titles. You announce it then. maybe. You show stills and we'll go if you want to watch the title change take place go to Peacock all right but you have that in July all women's pay-per-view that's it there you go so that fixes the Saudi problem you have the uh, pay- the agreements you give the Saudis what they want. They want big shows with big stars. So you give them the legends, and then there you go. Now, what do you do with the rest of the, the payment? Very simple. Once again, these gimmick pay-per-views, based on gimmick matches, done. No more, no mas. We will replace them. Now, the ones we are definitely not getting rid of. Warner Rumble, WrestleMania, well, obviously WrestleMania, SummerSlam, and Survivor Series. They will be part of of the Big Five pay-per-view. And what I mean a Big Five pay-per-view, it basically turns into you book the you book the arena for a weekend. You get SmackDown on Friday, NXT TakeOver on Saturday, the pay-per-view on Sunday, Raw on Monday. Now, if you want to try to save costs or whatnot, maybe you have a uh, you you do all pay-per-views, you know, rent out the arena for the weekend, and maybe use Saturday as kind of a um I don't know, maybe maybe a NXT UK taping. You bring them in town for a week. or or you tape content. I don't know. But that being said. We are going to take a quick little break. When we come back, we start with the Royal Rumble. But what pay-per-view will follow? That will be interesting to see. Before we get back to the podcast, I want to let everyone know about my intro that is Sax Rock and Roll by Kevin McCloud. The song and other songs that are royalty free are being able to be found on incomtech.com. All right, welcome back. So, let's let's get started. We have Royal Rumble now obviously you keep the Royal Rumble the same you have the men's Rumble you have the women's Rumble and I like that they're going to baseball stadiums for this so keep that keep that you have Royal Rumble you give it a different feel from other pay-per-views you have them in a baseball stadium you know, sometimes it's gonna be outdoor. Obviously, you're not gonna book Wrigley Field or uh, Yankee Stadium for the Royal Rumble, but I don't know, you, uh you, I, I would love them to book Dodger Stadium for the Royal Rumble. That would be awesome. But you, you have you have that. You do. You know, once again, you have the. Uh, winner of the Royal Rumble getting title shots now this may be different in another another, um, type of content I'll be doing is getting rid of the brand extension so in this video or video in this episode the brand extension is still going on alright so Royal Rumble happens the raw after Royal Rumble you start the road to Backlash put Backlash in the February pay-per-view slot give it about four, uh, four weeks at this point, between Backlash and WrestleMania, you want seven to nine weeks. All right. So, at Backlash, you you have a you have the, the tagline or the big sell of the Backlash pay-per-view is by the end of the night. The WrestleMania main events will be set for the men, for the men and the women. Because by the end of the night, you will be required to declare who you're wrestling. And it can't be, oh, I declare that I'm gonna wrestle. tune into Monday to find out, nope if you do not declare your intention by the end of the pay-per-view the first champion to challenge you you have to accept their challenge so for example <coughs> Edge won the Royal Rumble okay? we'll use the 2021 timeline with this so Edge won the Royal Rumble at the end of the pay-per-view oh, and the challenge has to be made on TV, it cannot be made on social media so he doesn't declare so now it's open season Finn Balor walks out on Monday Night Raw, he is still the NXT champion and goes well since obviously you don't know who to choose You're fighting me. And at that point, it's booked Edge versus Finn Balor for the NXT title. Oh my God, that would be awesome. But anyway, that way you give them a month to decide. They can tease all they want. They have a month to decide. Because you want two months to build to that match. Alright? You also have, you know, other matches and whatnot. Now we get to the March pay per view. I've been going back and forth on the name of this, but this is going to be an Extreme Rules style pay per view. But I want to get away from the Extreme Rules match. Hard because the damage that was done to the event in 2020. The eye for an eye match. The Swamp fight. Two of the worst matches that WWE's ever put on in my opinion. And It was on the same pay-per-view. I mean, I understand that this was in July of 2020 and we were still in a um yeah, unless you're essential, we can't let you in the building type of situation for the pay-per-view, but they did the Firefly Funhouse and Graveyard match. The Boneyard match. And those were successful. So, even the Money in the Bank ladder match, to an extent, was successful. (coughs) Although it was the most uh, convoluted I know, I know the women's winner it kind of got forced their hand got forced with Becky Lynch becoming pregnant they just screwed over the men's match because they had Otis winning it. it had no reason for him to win it. but anyway so I decided on anarchy rules for and you're like well, I've never heard of that pay-per-view match before. Anarchy Rules is a former ECW pay-per-view. that typically air, I believe it was around September. I'm bringing it to March. And it's going to be an uncensored Extreme Rules style pay-per-view. The entire, the entire pay-per-view will be built on number one contenderships for the other men's title and the other women's title so for example we have Edge and Bianca Belair going after the SmackDown titles Um, we need to find out who Bobby Lashley and Oscar are wrestling at WrestleMania. Number one contenders will be determined in at anarchy rules. The entire the entire pay per view is essentially a ECW tribute in a way where there's no rules and anarchy rules means anything goes at this point you will do anything and everything in your power to get on that Wrestlemania card and at that point that's when the anarchy begins so you have anarchy rules your number one contenders are cemented so now you have four, four to, Four to five weeks to build up the WrestleMania. You have WrestleMania once again. Keep it in. Keep it in these stadiums. Um, although at, at this point, um, I think you need to find new stadiums. But you, you have WrestleMania now. There are three things. That will that need need to be addressed about WrestleMania. One, it is not a twenty-hour pay-per-view, including the pre-show. Five hours. One hour. One hour for the pre-show. Four hours for the pay. There you go. Not that hard. All right, so you you have that's one thing that will be uh, taken care of. The next will actually occur after WrestleMania. I know the people get bogged down on okay, I beat you at WrestleMania. I've got to get my revenge, and then three months three months of story arcs later. The match that was supposed to end at WrestleMania stretched to SummerSlam. So, unless you lose a championship at WrestleMania, no WrestleMania rematches. Period. If you lose a championship, you do not get an automatic rematch. But. And get a rematch for that championship within 90 days. Alright. So but you can't request it. Management has to book it. Alright. Now, the Raw and SmackDowns after WrestleMania. Is the draft. There you go. And you can do it how they do it now, or you could have the SmackDown draft on Raw, and then the Raw draft on SmackDown. So basically everyone's um, rosters, a week after WrestleMania will be different that's why you need about six weeks between Wrestlemania and the May paper because you got to establish a new town and here's the thing everyone knows that you have the Wrestlemania surprises the Wrestlemania debuts instead of them just showing up have them drafted so, you're watching uh, Raw after uh, WrestleMania. SmackDown is drafting its roster. And it goes, for our next pick, we choose Karrion Cross. What? Karrion Cross comes out. I want Monday nights to see what Friday nights will fear. You know, something like that. And then finally... kind of give the roster a break with, because obviously you cannot have an offseason and TV contracts will not allow it and if they didn't get an offseason during the pandemic, they ain't going to get an offseason ever so this is what you do from Wrestlemania for four, uh, four weeks after Wrestlemania no house shows You fly in to do TV tapings and you fly home. Alright? Your first live events will be the Europe will be the tour of Europe. For the first two weeks you're back on the road will be your tour a tour of Europe. Um It's either going to be, you do that, or you have the the draft, and then you do your tours of Europe, your your two-week tour of Europe, and then you have three weeks off. But in that six-week period, there will be at least three weeks where there are no house shows. All you do is TV. So it gives your body time to improve. which then will take us to the next pay-per-view in May Judgment Day Judgment Day was in May during the brand split the original one so Judgment Day comes back it's the May pay-per-view anyone who um you know The sins of WrestleMania will come back to haunt you in a way. Okay, you you won the Universal title, but I beat you before you won it, so I deserve a, a title match or whatnot. So you have Judgment Day. And this will take us into our next break. But just know that on the other side of this break We will have royalty. All right, welcome back. And when we last left you, we were entering the month of June. Now, anyone who is a Lifelong fan of WWE will know this pay per view, but I am bringing it back with a twist from the end of Judgment Day until this pay per view. There will be qualifying matches on Raw, SmackDown, and NXT. The final week going into this pay-per-view, you will have the quarterfinals of one of these tournaments. The pay-per-view will be known as King of the Ring. I am bringing back King in the Ring as a pay-per-view, it needs to be done. Now, there will be 16 people attempting to qualify for the tournament. You will have 6 from RAW, 6 from SmackDown, 4 from NXT both in the men's and the women's. For the Raw and SmackDown contingent, the Intercontinental and United States champion will be in the field. Alright? If whoever eliminates the Intercontinental or United States Champion regardless of if they win the tournament or not will get or will be scheduled a title match at the July paper this is kind of in tune with how New Japan does the G1 Climax and for anyone who doesn't know the G1 Climax basically is a month long tournament that determines who's going to main event. Consider it like the Royal Rumble, but a month long. Who's going to main event their biggest show of the year, which is Wrestle Kingdom on January 4th in the Tokyo Dome. Same thing with uh, in the NXT. The North American Champion is put in. Anyone who, who eliminates the North American Champion they get a North American title shot. This is also regards to if they make it to the quarterfinals. Say Johnny Gargano makes it to the finals and is, and is defeated by Big E. Not only is Big E the king of the ring, he is now entitled to an NXT North American title shot. So, same with the women. But you do not have the Women's Champions in, obviously. Based on the number of matches you want to try to have on a card, the qualifiers for the men's tournament will happen on Raw, SmackDown, and NXT. The quarterfinals, semifinals, and finals will happen on the paper. That right there is seven matches. If you put in Seven more for the women's tournament plus the two matches I want to add, that's 16 matches on a four-hour pay-per-view not going to work. So the women will have the their quarterfinals the week of the Monday, Tuesday, and Friday prior to the pay-per-view. So you have the semifinals for the women's tournament. Now, I know you're thinking to yourself, but you said you're adding two more matches. You're absolutely right. This pay per view will not have any title defenses. In fact, the women's and the women's champions, the universal champion, and the WWE champion will only be spectators because they get to see who is going to be their next challenger. Because the winner of the King of the Ring and the winner of the Queen of the Ring tournaments will challenge the champion in that division from their brand at SummerSlam. So, if Big E wins it, he's automatically scheduled to challenge for the Universal title at SummerSlam. If Johnny Gargano wins it, he's challenging for the NXT title at SummerSlam. No convoluted, well, you know, they can could, they could challenge for whatever. No. Whatever champion, whatever brand they're on, that's the champion they challenge for. If they move brands they are still obligated to challenge their previous branch champions. So, for example, Johnny Gargano wins the King in the Ring and then shows up the next, the next day on Raw. He's now on Monday Night Raw. He still has an NXT title shot. Nothing convoluted. But now you're thinking to yourself, but there's two more matches you're talking about. So you have... That's 10 matches. You got two more. Because I I do not want to do away with this concept. I do not want to do away with it. So. At this pay-per-view. You have the men's and women's Money in the Bank ladder matches. All right women's uh, money bank ladder matches and who will be in these matches? The eight men and eight women who did not qualify for King of the Ring. So, at the end of the pay-per-view, you will have the challenger You you will have a men's and women's challenger for SummerSlam But then you'll also have you're looking to the future within the next year. So that's what I I would do. I would also try to hold this in the middle of June because our next pay-per-view I want to hold as close to the 4th of July as possible or like the first Sunday after 4th of July. And this event will be known as the Great American Bash. Now, there is, you know, of course with um Royal Rumble we wanted them to hold in baseball stadiums and um, WrestleMania football stadiums. With Great American Bash I want the event held in military cities cities either on a military base or in cities like Fort Bragg is just outside of Fayetteville North Carolina so you have it at uh, the Crown Coliseum I don't know what the arena is there now but you have it there there's no tickets to the general public the audience will consist of military members their families wrestlers families and there you go you turn the great american bash Basically, it's tribute to the troops, but in a pay-per-view format within storyline. So you're celebrating the troops, but at the same time, you're celebrating America, and you're having a kick-ass pay-per-view. And you bring back that old, the WCW Great American Bash stage setup, where you have the big flags as the backdrop. You know, a simple stadium design, uh, a set design. And of course, then you have SummerSlam. The king, the king of the Ring and Queen of the Ring get their title shots. Um, once again, just like with King of the Ring and with WrestleMania and Royal Rumble, you have it be an entire weekend event. SmackDown, takeover, pay-per-view. Raw in the in the same arena or in the same city because you won't be able to do that with the Royal Royal Rumble or um, WrestleMania. So that's going to take us to the fall. What shows? So we already have. Two former WCW pay per view, a WCW pay per view, and an ECW pay per view brought back. You have shows shifted and taken away. What are we going to do in September? With that, you're going to have to stay tuned because we will be right back with more of the Blind Tag Podcast. Alright. Welcome back. And finally, let's get to the end of the calendar year. So, I wanted to do um, you know, I I wanted to bring back Fall Brawl, but I decided against it because I want to keep the War Games match with an XT, and I want to keep Takeover War Games as the Survivor Series weekend takeover. So in that case, I'm doing away with um, Fall Brawl. Sorry, guys. You have. We we'll do Unforgiven. We'll bring back Unforgiven. This will be the September pay-per-view because your sins of the summer aren't always forgiven. Uh, nothing special here. It's just kind of like you know starting to get the feuds to heat up to SummerSlam The uh, Survivor Series. And one thing I want to try to do is stories that start. Right after King and a Ring, need to end at SummerSlam. Stories that start off the day after SummerSlam, we're going to say need to be uh, need to end at the December pay-per-view because we're keeping Survivor Series. I know I'm skipping ahead, but we are keeping Survivor Series as a brand brand supremacy paper. Up. With after Unforgiven you have in October Halloween Havoc. You bring back Halloween Havoc. I know they did a uh, NXT version uh, in 2020 but you bring it back as a proper pay-per-view. You have that classic um Halloween havoc set the big guy with the big inflatable pumpkin that says Halloween havoc I'm sorry you that that's the set you just and you put some uh gravestones around it All right And the main event okay Whatever is determined as the main event will have a match stipulation. It will be spin the wheel, make a deal. There will be eight match stipulations on on the wheel. It will not be gimmicked at all. To prove, and someone will spin the wheel. The challenge, the challenger will spin the wheel to see what match they have. The, cha- the challenger will be able to pick um, two stipulations. The champion will be able to pick two stipulations. The other four will be randomly selected, and there will be there will be a ninth one that says dealer's choice. What's that mean? Gets side on the spot. Now you could you could probably go ahead and you know tell them hey you know if it lands on a management's choice, this is the match it's going to be. But that will be awesome, in my opinion. Survivor Series, Raw versus SmackDown versus NXT. The night before. You have the two war games matches. See, and this will put Raw and SmackDown at a disadvantage. These Survivor Series teams will be the winners of war games. Now, obviously, they will—they will have to pick a fifth member once they win. And they'll be required to do so in a backstage interview that airs either on the pay-per-view or in the case of, like, the main event, it can air on um, YouTube afterwards or social media. So, you know what? To say it's uh, Legado del Fantasma and um, LA Night and they choose uh Johnny Gargano as the fifth member. So they'll have 24 hours to prepare. Now I have an idea who it's probably going to be. But you know, that way it gives that unpredictability. It's five on five on five. The winning brand I'm not talking about whoever wins like the men's or the women's or the tennis the winning brand on the night gets the number 30 slot in the Royal Rumble now I'm not talking about whoever gets the final pinfall no there's the only guarantee will be... So say uh, in 2019, NXT won it. So NXT would be guaranteed the number 30 slot in both Royal Rumbles. But say Raw wins it. You could use this as a launching point for someone to be called up. So number 30 hits and it's you know it's a Raw superstar. Out comes Adam Cole. That means immediately Adam Cole is on RAW. Now... December... December is a tricky one. Um, I, I wanted to go with Armageddon but considering the climate that we've been in the last uh, few years it's probably not a good um, pay-per-view name. Um, see, I wanted to do December to, to dismember, but the only way we can get the stench of the 2006 show off is not have Vince McMahon book it, and until Vince McMahon either retires or dies yeah that's not going to happen so I went with Starcade now the one requirement for Starcade when booking venues and you can kind of do this too with Um, anarchy rules. With anarchy rules, have it in traditional ECW territory. With Starcade, have it in a southern market. And it was NWA, WCW territory. The Greensboro Coliseum, maybe the at Lawrence Joel Veterans Memorial Coliseum in at Winston-Salem. Uh, Atlanta, Phil- you can do the Phillips Arena. Uh, Tampa, Richmond, Norfolk, you know, cities like. This point, you're resolving the, the issues of the year. Alright? You're, you're, you're resolving the problems of the year at Starcade, the final pay per view of the calendar year. As soon as Starcade happens, wrestlers are off for two weeks. Kind of the same thing with after WrestleMania. You have um, you still have TV unless it's on. Uh, you know, if you want to do like uh, record raw, you know, maybe record raw one uh, have raw live one day on Tuesday, or you can do double tapings Maybe you you hold him. Well, yeah, you, you tape. Have a live Raw. Do the same thing with SmackDown. Um, Or you can have a a, a double taping. Raw is live, but SmackDown taped. And then SmackDown airs that Friday while they're on their vacation. Maybe you do a taping on Tuesday. Where you have a... you, You tape Raw. And then, and then they're gone for a week actually yeah so they're gone for like a week and a half and then you have like the Smackdown around New Year's Eve, New Year's Day be the, the first live show back and that's how I do the calendar. So, you give added stakes to the February and March pay per view. Honestly, if it was possible, try to book the Anarchy Rules pay per view at the ECW Arena. That would be awesome. But anyway pay homage to ECW in March pay homage to WCW I'm sorry, yeah, WCW in July October and December you have four pay-per-views that pays homage to the history of the business but you put your own spin on it you bring back a pay-per-view that everyone wants to see which gives added stakes to SummerSlam Oh, and, and, and when do you have Hell in a Cell? When do you have Elimination Chamber? When they call for it. When they when the situation and the rivalry calls for those matches, that's when you have them. Not twice every year. this episode uh, next time what we will do is we will book ending the band the brand split how will we do championships I don't think that would be an interesting episode to do so with that being said I hope everyone has a great rest of the day, week, month, whatever. And we will be back with another episode of the Blind Tag Podcast. Make sure you check out the social on Instagram, Blind Tag Podcast. Search for it, like it. We will like you back. Even if we don't want to like you, we will like you because you liked us. And have a great rest. Okay do, you do?